So I was like, yo, you know what? Let's talk about growing a team uh, to help with the acceleration or the growth of both our brands and our business. Where do we start? How do we start? I know you've grown your own personal team as it relates to media and the digital world. You've done the same thing and utilized other talent for your own personal brand as other things. We're a part of a team on another side, right? So like we've done a lot of different pieces as it relates to this team concept that I was like, you know what, let's break it down and cover some of the different parts of it so that people can know what their options are and what their best practices can be as well. So yeah, start us off with that, Nick. Just talk to me about, you know, growing a team. Where'd you start? And, uh, and some suggestions, especially in the digital world. Yes. So I think, I think it's hard for me to talk about because I still feel like the team isn't complete. Right. Um, but I do have one shout out to Isaiah, shout out to Kurt, shout out to Nick, Jose, Carl. I mean, like I, I do have one, right. Um, with any team, there's, there's like bumps and bruises, right? Um, but there's one thing like when starting out, I had to go with like one person that is super reliable, right? I didn't necessarily go with the person who like super like money hungry or goal driven and things like that I had to go with like okay I could come up with the ideas but who's going to keep me stable right mm -hmm. who's going to keep me stable and and that one person is Isaiah right which is crazy because on this trip I realized how like our work ethic is like the same right but we do things a bit different, right? So it's it's crazy to think like back then, I'm like, okay, I really need like this, that, and the third. And the reliable one was Isaiah. And I realized like, why was I so drawn to him? It was because, yo, there's a lot of similarities that you just don't vocally talk about because we don't talk like that from a, Yo, what's your work process? What's this? What's the? It's like, hey, I need this done. Boom, this dude got it done. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? I think this is a great idea. You do? Okay, cool, great. So the reliable one is always needed, right? Mm. Um, the the second one that I, I I had to like that I feel confident in is uh the people person. I mean, and I had that was Kurt. Like that was missing. Like mm -hmm. uh for for those who don't know, uh hi, I'm a I'm the biggest uh extrovert, introvert you will ever meet, probably. Right? Because of all the content you will see me here and at events, I'll be very, yay, what's up? Oh, give me hugs. I'm the biggest hugger. But in real life, it's like right. So to have the 24 seven people person thing, that's not me. And if I'm building a com uh, like a community based brand, right? I need someone who could represent that 
um, but full blown energy all the time. And that was Kurt. And I recently got Kurt like, yo, why didn't I realize that? Right. But once again, that's like, he, he's on when I'm off. You feel me? Like when we're, we're both on, it's great, but he allows me to recharge. Like shout out to Jose. Jose is about like the bag. Like when we care about the people, he cares about the bag. So what I come to realize with that is you always need, especially if you're the one that's like very passion driven and it's not about the money and it's all great and this, that, and the third, but he is intentional with like, no, I'm bringing in this amount. I'm bringing in that amount. I'm bringing this amount. And I was like, that is needed. Because my way sometimes takes a long time, right? And so there does still need to be some type of revenue that does come in. And you do have to have that person that is always like, boom, I'm going to get this. Boom, I'm going to get this. Boom. I may not hit all the time, but I'm going to at least bring some kind of coins here and there, right? So uh, the the money side was like you always want to have a, a money-driven person and that, that's not bad, right? At first I thought that was bad, but I, and now growing, I'm like, that's not bad. Sometimes we don't necessarily need internal teams, but we need to have external agencies or, other teams that kind of work hand in hand and at the time for that project they're your team right but what I realized is that you can find other money hungry uh, teams or people but they have to be aligned with the brand right if you are for example for me I'm a community based person I care about the people and if you're only having an agency or a team that only cares about the money and does nothing for the, the people, it's going to clash. And so you either need to find kind of like a, a middle person or you need to find a whole new team that understands both your values and understands the goals in order to keep, continue those values to go. So I, I realized that um, when dealing kind of with like, okay, Jose, who's part of the brand, but then an agency who has, I thought was some of the same qualities, but not the same values. And even in, in when you're looking at things like Fiverr, things like, uh, a marketing agency or any other type of agency, the values still have to align to make sure that partnership works long. As we grow, we get new people or new contractors and things like that. And like, I'm still figuring it out. What else do I need? So I, that's why I was like, I'm not there yet because I know there's still certain things that I need and not on no oh my god I need a personal assistant everybody says that okay so I'm not even 
counting that. I'm counting like, yo, what's really something that you look at the totality of the team and you say this is complete? Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, because I, I mean, of course, there are different elements to every team. And I think a lot of people delay that first hire or that first partnership. You know, shout out to uh, G Everett in the chat who wrote partnerships. And it's like, yo, that that partnerships is also another way to start a team, right? Like you don't always have to hire someone per se for them to be a part of your team. Uh, partnership is another route. When uh, I'll touch on this real quick too, because I was thinking about this, especially with the conversation and uh, you talk about heading into the dark side on the podcast world. I was like, man, you know what? One of the elements for the right partnerships is you really got to think that the person you're about to partner with is truly down to earth. Like you got to be in some degree, you got to be a fan of theirs as well. Like you got to be like, okay, not only am I partnering with this person because they have a, they're going to finance the whole project or they have the network or they have the plan or they have the idea but on a genuine level, you have to really appreciate the work and who they do and admire something about them, right? Like, man, I because you're going to work with them for so long that bare minimum, you want to enjoy that experience. So when we were having that conversation, the part for me on like the number was I was trying to protect an element of what you brought to the table. And I was like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to include that in there because the money don't make sense. Like that, that part of it, you know, doesn't line up. So I, and like, as I think about that, I'm like, yo, that, that's, that's an important element. Like to make sure the people that you partner with when you're thinking teams to help you grow your stuff, like truly, truly want to be a fan of theirs to some extent. And I'm not saying be like a groupie, but I'm just saying you should admire their work enough that you want to cover their backs and make sure that they're getting the value that they deserve, right? That part of it is important. The part I want to touch on today is like, yo, getting that first hire. And if it's a partnership, again, really re you really want to get with someone who you think is dope right like that part is important trust me you guys are going to work together a lot you're going to spend a lot of time together and you don't want to get bored of someone or get fed up with their ways and you're like ah you know what let me just i'm, I'm out it's like that that you know it's easy for everyone to do that so you definitely want to make sure those things are in place the other thing is that i think uh you know some of us overlook is there are different types of teams and you spoke to a couple of them, which is great, right? There is some that you hire. They're a part of your payroll. There's some that you can contract out and you need to know, like, depending on what level you're at, which of these is the right move for you. You know, for some of us, if you're looking at something that you do once a year, maybe twice a year, that's not a role that you necessarily need to hire but you need to find a relationship with a contractor or someone who offers that service and can get it off your back. And they're going to be responsible for the one or two times a year that you need that service. And you know, they are, I can count on this person. I'm going to go to them, but don't try to say, ah, you know what? No, I'm just going to save those two bucks because I only need it once or twice. It's like, no, if you can find someone who's sufficient at it so that you don't pay double and triple and waste your own time doing something, you can build a team utilizing contractors in your space. So that's the one thing that a lot of us kind of put off or we think we don't need just because of the frequency of the time that you need them, but still utilize people who are proficient in those areas and they're a part of your team. So you want to look after them as if they, as if you work with them every day, right? Still check on them uh, from time to time, keep that relationship mutual because a big part of team building or having a group of people who are going to, 
bail you out when you need something like, hey, man, I had so-and-so fall through. Can you help with this? But I remember I called Marshall super last minute. We were like on the on the grip of a deadline and I called him suddenly. I said, Marshall, can you help? And I'm, I'm like, I know Marshall is a, a super sophisticated with his process and his prices now. And I was like, man, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just shooing it up. The relationship has been solid. And before you know it, he turned it around super quick and got it back. And I was like, yo, super clutch. So we often think that, again, the team is something that we visit, whatever, occasionally or when they're only under our supervision and they're officially, officially an employee of your company or your, or your organization. But yo, a team is a group of contractors that are trustworthy, reliable, whose relationship you nurture and take care of so that when the time comes, you can ring that phone and they'll come through for you. So think of utilizing contractors as another way to build your team, to get you out of things that you're not particularly good at. I know for me, anything digital or design, I used to joke around it, take this lighthearted, right? I used to say I'm digitally disabled, right? Cause like tech before I'm like fully, fully using it, I'm, I'm very like, goofy and dinosaurish with it. And I got to take a long time to start getting acclimated. And I can spend a lot of mental energy trying to do something creative or design type. So I just learned like, yo, contract that part out. Now for some of the later things, let's say you get to something or you get to a point in your business where you find that you need something on a more consistent basis. It's like, okay, I need graphics on a monthly or a weekly basis. I don't need them every day but I need them on a monthly or a weekly basis. This is something that you now want to have some level of retainer, right? So first you got your contractors, you use them on a frequency of say one to three times a year. It's like single digit usage. I got my contractors for that. But then I got something that I use a little bit more frequently, not necessarily every day, but I go to them on, like we said, a weekly basis, a bi-weekly basis, or even a monthly basis. You want a retainer for something like that. Because if you think about it, when you just even run the numbers on it from a business standpoint, if I'm going to pay somebody $10 for every time, every single time that I use something and I need their services four or five times a month, chances are if you go to this person because you're starting to see yourself grow and get going and you like the quality, the relationship is there. I bet if you were to go to them and say, hey, look, why don't we lock it in on contract? Then instead of doing you know, five times $10 a piece. What if we were to cut a deal for 35 bucks for a month, for a monthly basis on a six month contract or one year contract, whatever it is, right? That's a good deal for the person on the receiving end because they're getting the consistency or the commitment of your business. And on the flip side, what are you doing? You're adding another team member to your brand, to your business, to help you take things off your plate. And you know that you can count on them to deliver what you need. So again, start to think differently. That's the main thing I want y'all to walk away with, at least from my perspective, walk away from this conversation today, knowing that there are different types of teams that you can orchestrate and build to help you grow, delegate, take things off your plate so you can be consistent and not burn out. Those are the two things that often white brands and businesses off the, you know, off the internet or off of their journey because they're burnt out, or they can't be consistent. So those are some ways that you could start to say, okay, I'm gonna utilize this strategy for the one-offs. I'm gonna use the retainer strategy for those people who I'm using on a more consistent basis. 
but I'm not necessarily ready to bring them on because I don't have the budget or whatever it is. But then the hope is at some point you grow enough, you got the volume, you got the movement, right? Where you can get that person who's officially on your team now. Employee, like a part of the squad, whether you work out a partnership, right? You're doing a profit split on what you guys generate together, or you're actually paying them. That's the part where you're going to notice something is going to happen to you as a leader or as an entrepreneur, or even a creative, which I think is really special. And a lot of people don't know it yet that the minute you become responsible for paying someone's salary and you know that they're dependent upon you to keep the lights on or they're dependent upon you for their children's food, however you want to look at it. And I'm not saying, you know, tie yourself to that idea, but it's a nice challenge to have to say, oh man, like I can't just simply take off. I have to make sure that my business, my brand is continuing to generate because I have overhead, I have salaries and payroll, right? So that's like the highest level. I don't want you to necessarily get overwhelmed with that, but definitely accept that as a challenge that at some point you're gonna get there. That's not a bad thing. That's a good problem to have. So, so yeah, Nick's just a few different types of teams that can be orchestrated because I think too many times we think that a team is just a team that we hire, a group of people who work super close to us or with us on a daily basis. And that doesn't have to be the case, but the relation, the relational approach or just continuing to nurture those relationships is just as critical to make sure you got a group of people who can help you out through some of those different seasons.